everybody, and welcome back to the Local Feed Show. On today's episode, we sat down with Liat Solomon. Being a young rebel and activist, she's embarked on her own journey at a very young age. Started her own restaurant at the age of 19, now with a few businesses under her belt. She's also the person who started Bali Vegan Festival. Her interesting perspective on what eating clean is and the positive changes it embodies. On this episode, we talk about we are what we eat, understanding the ideology and what you put in your body, what is processed food, is it avoidable, is eating clean even possible, and what it takes to be an entrepreneur starting on your own. Before we get to it, if you want to support us, there are a few ways you can do so. Share an episode with your friends, check us out on YouTube channel, Spotify, and also iTunes. Remember, be bold and stay inspired. Here is Liat Solomon. Hello, Liat. Liat, right? That's how Liat. I pronounce it. Liat. Liat. Okay. Yes. Um, thank you so much for having us. Thank I mean, we. I think me and uh, our team kind of got got to know you at Bali Vegan Festival, yeah. and we were like so so fascinated with what you're doing, and you. we read out about a bit about you, and we know that you started out very young and doing the yep, things yep. that you love. So, if you could tell us a bit more about yourself mm-hmm. and how, yeah, how did this all started? Yeah. Well. Uh, I started at a very young age. I mm-hmm. think I was about 12 years old when I first beat the chicken out of my mouth mm-hmm. and got slapped for it, but still, there was no way I'm eating animals. Okay. And by 17, I was basically vegan. Um, I was an activist, a little activist, mm-hmm. young activist. I was writing poetry about not killing animals and applying them to children's magazines. Okay. And, and then by 17, I was sitting in front of the city of Tel Aviv, um, dressed in leaves and against fair and other things. And okay. um, I'm, actually, my mother was a psychiatrist, and, mm-hmm. and, and for her, it was something really screwed up with the, her okay. daughter. Mm-hmm. So I was, of course, if you're talking about hmm, 36 years yeah. ago, oh, yeah? Yeah. yes, that's uh, right. The yeah, world yeah. was a bit different. Correct. And, that's um, true. I uh, was more considered to be um, a rebel and unruly, um, crazy, uh, mad, or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. not, uh, of course, not as now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, for many, many years, it, it was the same thing. But I actually, uh, at the age of 19, I realized I first, I opened my first restaurant at the age of 19. Okay. Um, and very soon after, the women in my family started to actually dropped dead with, after cancer, mm-hmm. uh, about 12 of them, including my mother and my grandmother, okay. all from breast and ovarian cancer. Okay. And the logic thing for me was, uh, okay, something is in common between them, not only the genes, mm-hmm. but uh, the diet. And mm-hmm. of course, it was definitely Eastern European diet that was heavy in meat and animal fat and so on. And, and white carbs and white sugars that did not really support a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was alcohol and cigarettes also, which <laughs> was added up to the to the mix. So, yeah, this was, I made a decision at very young that this is not going to be 
my way. Mm -hmm. This is not my life. I also do not want to look like all my aunts, which were overweight mm -hmm. and yeah, so, okay. um, early aging and so on. So uh, basically, that, so my first restaurant I opened at the age of 19. Okay. Uh, and then I, the second one at the age of 22. Um, at 23, I, was, I moved to New York. Well, actually, sorry. First, I moved to Miami. And okay. for one year, I volunteered um, in the, the Macrobiotic uh, Center in Coconut Grove, Miami Beach, where I worked with different, um, different practitioners, and, but they all, of course, into the microbiotics mm -hmm. and learned how to cook microbiotics and developed my own style, which was um, because it was very Japanese at that time. Okay. Uh, and actually, my first uh, cooking series that I put out with my recipes and all that, the title was "We're Not All Japanese." Okay. <laughs> so, okay. which was basically okay. You can be anything, and you can still eat microbiotics, and you can still create f flavors and variety of things that within your culture and relate to it. You can even make a healthy microbiotic pasta. It doesn't have to be again okay. at that style. And then expanded uh, my microbiotic practice and understanding into more into dishes creating and keeping the principle within the nature, what grows around you, the colors, the this, the that, the, 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 the um, uh, complex carbs, the protein, minerals, and so on. Okay. We're taking all this into consideration, mm -hmm. creating my own recipes, okay. um, which basically led me to open in New York, um, I think that was in 89, 89, 1989, okay. uh, yeah, I opened wow, okay. um, a, a microbiotic catering service. Uh, which I started with uh, individuals that were had cancer, mm -hmm. and back back then mm -hmm. it was uh, people actually that turned into it only as a cancer okay. cancer. But were they diet. Res receptive in that sense? Because back then people don't know about yeah. these kind of diets, right? They were very yeah. simple in mm -hmm. the sense that yeah. okay, this is what I'm supposed to eat. But are, are people into it or very? So uh, macrobiotics have been around mm -hmm. since the '60s okay. uh, in the US. Yeah, okay. um, it was before that. It was in France, and before that, actually, early 1900, it was in Japan. Okay, and this is where it all started by Michio Kushi, and uh, and I think it's not even even about veganism because for me it's about health. Okay, uh, of course there's the ideology of not killing animals and all that, but uh, it's it's the the better for me where it starts. It's the healthy part, yeah, mm -hmm. because you can be vegan, you can be completely sick. You know, Coca-Cola is vegan as well, and white <laughs> sugar is also vegan, yeah. That's so true. It's a, and pesticides are also vegan. So it's really important uh, to put all those ideologies, including um, um, understanding, yeah, um, and consciousness about what you're eating in general, okay. and what you put in your body. Um, I always tell my kids. Um, your body is like a car, yes, and it's like this, the quality of the petrol is this mm -hmm. is how the car, the machine is going to move, okay. yeah? and this is the understanding uh, where it's, yeah, if you, if you want to live to your max, if you want to have sex until you're 90, <laughs> uh, make sure you're drinking green juice okay. every day and have fermented food and so on. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, so... For there it was, I, I opened my, my service, and which was... I worked uh, with few practitioners and um, um, macrobiotic counselors. Okay. Yeah. I was also for one year Michio Kushi's personal uh, scriber. I lived okay. with him in, with the family there in, in uh, Massachusetts, okay. Brookline. And I cooked for the family 
and introduced also my Mediterranean hot bloods into <laughs> yeah. uh, with the macrobiotic principles to create, of course, uh, tasting tasty dishes yeah. and that apply for every palate. Mm -hmm. um, then I moved to Bali. Well, actually, for I did study in New York Chinese medicine and a few other things yeah. and macrobiotics and uh, um, also did my pre medical studies, but. Um, or the one thing that really bothered me back then, that mm -hmm. if I finish medical studies and I go to work in a hospital, how can I give somebody uh, medicine and, and treat them with medicine uh, and still give them a really bad diet that okay. hospital food is the worst? <laughs> so how can you heal somebody? You can only keep them longer sick and feed the system and, yeah, maybe they'll come out of it. That was not my way. Okay. Um, I wanted to see a success rate of people healing from cancers and changing their lifestyle much more than 10% or 5% that was. Mm -hmm. So I worked with a lot of cancer patients. Mm -hmm. And of course, I tell people, this is your success, mm -hmm. how you change your life and what you get out of it. And if you got over the cancer, of course, yeah, yeah. you got a second chance because you, something switched on. Yeah, that's true. Um, then some few years in New York, um, yeah, different, but mostly it was about the cooking for cancer patients. And then I came to Bali. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually went first to India. I was one year in India, again, volunteering okay. in all kinds of places and cooking and okay. teaching cooking. Um, and then I came to Bali, I think, first time in 97, yeah, 96, 97. Oh, okay. Uh, fell in love with Bali for sure. Food was definitely an issue. I mean, now people, you see greens. <laughs> the, the only greens that were growing are not, were not for food. It was the, the, the trees and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nobody, no one was growing greens. Nobody was growing uh, organic. It was really difficult. Nobody was growing brown rice. Oh, Actually, okay. the first brown rice that I ever had in Bali, I imported from Japan. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't so, know. Okay. Yeah. Um, whatever was traditional, traditional ways were kind of forgotten. Yeah? Mm. Uh, they spraying a lot and of course using pesticides that are horrible and burning plastic and and throwing plastic everywhere and the water was contaminated and even spring water that came up to the mountains where they were washing their laundry there so it was a lot of um and educating also the not only the community that live here but um the expert community that live here but also the locals in different practices and yeah. what does it mean for clean food yes. yeah uh, of course msg and a lot of other things so my first uh, so i started with cooking here uh first the first few years just uh, in in uh, non-profitable organizations okay. and for for kids for um for elders then I opened my first, before I opened my first restaurant, actually. So, <laughs> so you, I have to remember my own life. <laughs> so yeah, we're hoping it's to so document this. Sure I'm sure document one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Down to Earth, which is the mother company, mm -hmm. I opened in 2002. End of 2002. Uh, my daughter just, yeah, she was actually not yet two years old. And I said, okay, 
time to go back to work and uh, do something that brings money, support my little child. Okay. Um, and um, so I started with a home delivery service, cooking at home and delivering. Uh, a few months later, I opened the first restaurant, uh, which was Zula. Okay. Um, two later, Earth Cafe. Two years, uh, two years later, Earth Cafe, and then another two years was Earth Cafe Wood, mm-hmm. uh, and then it was um, uh, Sanu Paradiso, um, Paradiso in Wood, Divine, um, and and again, the, it's it's all in the same the same idea of mm-hmm. vegan, healthy, clean, super clean. For me, the most important thing is. The pots we use are all stainless steel. There's no electricity. Okay. There's no rice cooked there on, on a rice cooker. Electricity really weakens the food. Yeah? Wow. The okay, that's interesting. Food, yeah? Okay. Um, no microwaves. Um, yeah, of course, blender, juicer. Yes, you have to. But again, slow juicers mm-hmm. and so on. We have over 14 angel juicers here, all 100% stainless steel, slowly juicing. Wow. Yeah, slowly, slowly juicing and preserving the enzyme and so on. So for us, cold-pressed juice that is like in, in the last two years, Mm -hmm. we've been doing this from day one. Okay. It was uh, never even a question to do it differently. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, it's... The principles are all together. Okay. I mean, I've got... Well, I mean, hearing you speak, I've got so many questions. I mean, it's so many interesting things that I mean, idea, the ideal, the idea that you have initially started. Why did you? You know, you mentioned that when you were younger, uh-huh. you kind of didn't want to eat meat. Yeah, yeah. How did it ignite in you? I mean, you're just twelve years old, and your family eats meat, yes, right? The yes, whole family yes. eats meat. So what? Yeah, yeah. What? What kind of like? Say that no, I'm not going to eat meat. Well, it, well, first of all, when, when you, as, as a kid, you have a, a very inquiring mind, mm-hmm. yeah? Uh, my father was working for the Ministry of Agriculture of Israel, so we were a lot um, with animals. Okay. Like my summers, where I used to spend with horses and goats. And, and, and so, and of course, I had cats and dogs and all that. Uh, what's the difference? I mean, I've communicated with the animals the same way I communicate with a dog, I communicate with a cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I did not really find the difference mm-hmm. between the animals and didn't understand why we eat certain animals and so other animals we don't eat. Mm-hmm. Another thing, something was off in my body. Um, I was having, as a child, I was having a lot of nightmares. Okay. Um, and I had something that was kind of an internal understanding that if I keep a food diary mm-hmm. of what I eat and how my life, how do I express my life, mm-hmm. maybe I'll come to understanding why mm-hmm. I feel this way, uh, physical, or mental, mm-hmm. emotional. Mm-hmm. And I notice that days that I eat animal for dinner, I have a nightmare. Okay. And nights that I don't have animal for dinner, I sleep very peacefully. Okay. Uh, another thing was my father uh, loved to hunt, mm-hmm. and it, it was maybe fun going with your dad and feeling like you're like you know his favorite and hold the rifle mm-hmm. there and all that. But when you see what happens after, it's not a nice picture, yeah. and that left me with a lot of yeah, kind of trauma. Okay, <laughs> that, that kind of like left you yeah. scar in that sense. Yes, okay. yeah. 
but it was it, it just did not affect me well and another thing is that I from a very young age mm-hmm. I understood the connection of the energy of the animal if we consume what is the energy that we that we get mm-hmm. after and I kind of noticed that if you're looking at certain cultures they eat a lot of chicken yeah the illnesses, their bones, the way they're growing, the bone, the men have that, and how the women just like, bah, 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 and they talk a lot <laughs> and all that. And then you look at, if you look at cultures that they eat a lot of dairy and a lot of cheese and how they're built. Mm-hmm. If you look at the, uh, if it's the Dutch, if it's the Finnish, the Swedish, the, I mean, they eat a lot of dairy. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you compare it to how much the French eat also dairy, but they eat like small quantities mm-hmm. while the others a lot. So they have big faces and big bodies and they're not necessarily strong. They just look strong, mm-hmm. but internally they get very sick and very young age. Okay. Um, but it's the way they look. Uh, you look at cultures that um, eh, eat a lot of fish. Yes, they have their live by the sea, they're shorter. I mean, it's, it's like really the demographic anthropologies of food mm-hmm. is fascinating <laughs> because you can tell exactly by the culture what food they're going to eat or by the food how they're going to act. Okay. And this is fascinating. Okay. And it always fascinated me, even from a very young age. Okay. Oh, they're like this. This is why they eat. They. Okay. It's because they eat like that. Yeah? That's very interesting. I mean, I, I wouldn't have um, thought of it that way. But before that, I wanted to check with you. What is, you mentioned macro, 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 So what is the difference? I mean, what is it exactly? So macro is big. Macro, yeah? Yeah, macro, yeah. And bio is life. Okay. Which means big life. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does it mean, big life? Yeah. yeah? yeah. <laughs> Which means I am practicing because we're all a big life and yeah. we're a big story. But living or practicing macrobiotics, mm-hmm. it means that you're practicing and understanding that you're only a small part, part of the big picture. Okay. And it's the world doesn't around, it's, uh, revolve around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah. But you're only part of the total creation. Okay. And now if you living with the understanding of the total creation. Mm-hmm. It means you're understanding the nature, you're understanding cycles of the universe, mm-hmm. uh, the order of the universe. You're understanding seasons, colors, okay. locations, uh, God, mm-hmm. uh, nature, everything. Yeah? Uh, so you're living with respect. And out of this respect come and harmony. Mm-hmm. So we know that nature has cycles. Yeah. And we also have cycles, our own cycles. Yeah. Part of it. It's not only the menstrual cycle, but there's, if you notice, men as well, we all, because it's human, we go through cycles over in a month mm-hmm. that some days we're really happy. Some days we feel great. Some days we feel more low. Some days we're really upset. Some days we're really depressed. I mean, it's really kind of cycles that we go through. Yeah. And it's the same as nature does, yeah? Um, the universe and the world. Yes. And okay. So, practicing microbiotics is living in, with respect into to nature, to the universe, mm-hmm. to God and all beings. Mm-hmm. So, how do I start? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, first yeah. of all, if I live with respect, yeah, it means that I I cannot eat animals because I'm living with respect to everything, to all living beings. Yeah. Yeah? 
then which, how do I respect the food that I put in me? Because this is the food is who I am. Mm -hmm. So of course it has to be non-processed. Okay. Because then there's no respect to the food at all. Because okay. it's processed for, for what? To create flavor, not okay. to create health. Yes. Okay. I, I, I'm going to ask you something. We'll, we'll take a bit mm -hmm. to ask about the process. But you continue first about what you wanted to continue. Yeah. Um, well, ask me, ask me. Just okay. that time. So, okay. So, um, you mentioned processed food, right? As mm -hmm. in, okay. So, um, in your own definition, mm -hmm. right? As in, mm -hmm. because sometimes right nowadays, right, people are talking yeah. about technology of yes. food, right? Yes. Like the yes. vegan yes. and stuff. Yes. Things yes. like Beyond Meat. Yes. You yes. know, um, corn. I don't like it. You don't like it? No. Okay. So, how, I think it, it's too processed. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to ask your interpretation or your, your views of what does it mean as processed. Because mm -hmm. right now people are trying to get like protein, right? Yeah. Because that's what they're saying that yeah. these are the proteins that you can, you know, uh, implement or if, if that's what's missing because if you want to beef, you know, they're trying mm -hmm. to kind of convert non-vegans to vegans yes, because yes. that's, yeah. So what I, I want to... So, so this is an industry. Mm -hmm. Industry that has been created designed to fulfill a flavor okay to uh, fulfill something that people think in their mind that they're missing because they're used to it so if you're trying to convert someone it's a good way because you introduce it to them but if they're going to start to consume it daily basis they'll get sick okay because first of all it's not a complete protein once you start processing it's not a complete protein Complete protein is beans. Beans are complete protein. Okay. And like if you take lentils and you mix them with brown rice, you have a complete, uh, a complete protein basically, yes? Okay. Um, amino acid. Mm -hmm. yeah. So those technologies are, again, it's for the masses, it's for the industry. I'm not, I don't need anything that tastes like meat. Okay. Because after 36 years at home, I would just want clean food. Even if I go to vacation or I go to hotels or I go to restaurants and all that, I go there for the company and for to go out maybe, mm -hmm. but not to nourish myself okay. physically. Yeah, because we th there is nourishing. There is the primary food and secondary food. Okay, primary food is love, acceptance, and so on, and secondary food is actually what to eat. So okay. if you go to, to be with a company, you know what I do? I eat at home before I go to a restaurant. Okay, I was about to ask you. Because I, not I'm not so going to put myself, <laughs> unless I know that I'm going to eat good food. Okay. As if I go to a place because other people decided to go there and I know that it's going to be difficult for me to find, I make sure I don't come hungry. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, over the years, I now it's much easier. Mm -hmm. But I've practiced eating before for many, many years. Okay. I've practiced going on flights with my kids and having caring full food mm. or traveling or anything with food that we don't miss what you need. Yeah? And my kids actually were trained. It's like they would get the food mm. and say, I don't eat that, thank you. Okay, wow, okay. Yeah. Because it's so processed. It's, it's lost its life. Yeah. Okay. So again, I don't need that Yes, I've tried one time in Hong Kong. Okay. The, was it Beyond, Beyond Meat? Meat? Yeah, Beyond Meat, yeah. And it was so processed. And the bread was so fake. And everything <laughs> felt so fake. It's like I'm eating synthetic food. Okay. So, yeah, maybe for the masses, it's okay. Okay. Uh, whatever, whatever it takes to stop killing animals, 
Okay. okay. And but I believe that when people evolve through their diets mm -hmm. and it's a higher level of okay. understanding, yeah? yeah. Don't want to sound condescending, but mm -hmm. we are starting you have to start somewhere yeah, because we're true. like people are bottom feeders. <laughs> yeah. And if you look at uh monks, if you look at even at monkus, the, the Balinese uh, priests, mm -hmm. they don't eat the pigs. They slaughter. Huh? They okay. sacrifice. They don't eat them. Okay. Because they need to be more elevated on a spiritual level, yeah? Okay. And I breastfed them until, uh, both of them until they were two and a half. Okay. So you didn't have any bottled milk, nothing process. Wow. Is it tough? As in, I know, I mean, I, actually, I know it's a very it's silly question. Thing, really? Okay, because, that's interesting. Okay. Because when you breastfeed, mm -hmm. the person who has to eat well is you. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, what was important is that I eat well. Mm. So, I made sure I eat well, a lot, and healthy, and clean. And that's it. And I breastfed. Flights, there, here, car, everywhere. You want something? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and they didn't know anything else. <laughs> yes. I mean, okay. the only thing that I gave them, like, um, when they were about a year and a half, it was broccoli. Okay. Because it's easy to travel with broccoli also, mm -hmm. and you keep, and, and you just give it to them, and they're, like, eating a tree, and you keep telling them <laughs> that little trees. Oh, my gosh, so cute. And they, okay. de they develop a love for greens. My son cannot eat one meal without greens in, in the meal, in the diet, or start the day with green juice like that. Wow. Okay, I want to touch a bit yeah. about that. I mean, yeah, are we going to keep rolling? Healthy okay. kids. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, because right now you are, you are the person that's very conscious about these kind of things, right? Mm -hmm. But how can we kind of like, um, um, well, kind of like share the awareness to parents, to other parents? Because like, like for you, it's, it's, it's easy, right? But yes. for them, how do you kind of like try to convince with them that you know that your kids should be, should start eating like greens and fresh produce, not processed food and stuff? So the first of all, uh, it has to start with the parents. Okay. Because at young age, kids... We are the example. We are the role model, yeah? If, if you, you know, I've had parents come to me for consultation with the kids and say, I cannot force my kid to eat the broccoli. And I ask the parent, do you eat the broccoli? Ugh. Well, okay. if, you, if you want your kids to eat the broccoli, you have to eat the broccoli yourself. Mm -hmm. And to say how it affects you. And, you know, if I have the green juice and I go, oh, it's so yum. Mm. Okay. I feel it going through my veins. It's growing. I feel wow. I look so fresh. I feel mm -hmm. so fresh. Then your kids say, "Hmm, okay. I want to feel like that too. I mm -hmm. want to look like that too. I want to experience that too." And and it's funny because I had a conversation with my daughter yesterday mm -hmm. because she was calling me. Look, I have one pimple, and and I'm like, "Now you know." And she says, "Yes, I know. I need to come back home and eat your food. And I don't want to be here anymore. They don't have good food." Okay. So she's you know, okay, friends, there's friends, boarding school, it's fun and all that, but she's struggling with the food. Okay. But how do we how do we change that? Because right yeah. now, like you like you mentioned, right, whenever whenever you travel out, like for example yes. your daughter, right? Yeah. So how how can she kind of like convince the school to kind of like, you know, provide a good meal? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. or busy because we're just yes. minority, they don't really yes. bother or don't really care that we sh that that you know, healthy yeah. food should be provided? Uh, it's all about education. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and it's also what we demand as parents okay. from the schools. Uh, I understand that some some schools that they have they have to prepare lunches and they have maybe a thousand kids and they have to think about more of of frozen and more processed and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean industrializing. But still, the, the possibilities exist. Mm. It's just a matter of system. Uh, and even as a mother that have to cook for her kids healthy food, mm-hmm. it's, again, a matter of system where you create, you have, you know, that you have the grains ready whenever you need to pull them. When you, you can make your tofu tempeh bean soup for a few days and you can vary with that. Yeah. And uh, even if you have lentil soup, if you made a pot of lentil soup, so one day you'll have lentil soup, the next day you can have lentil loaf, mm-hmm. and the next day you can have lentil patties, mm-hmm. yeah? yeah. Um, or you make a lentil pate. Mm-hmm. So you, you play around, again, it's to find systems and ways. It's With the will comes everything. Yeah. We're human, we can do anything yeah, we actually true. want. So it's only about the choices. And it's the way to teach our kids also to make better choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they go out when they're alone or when they go to birthday party or you know one of the things that I used to do with my kids uh, with birthday parties mm-hmm. um, because the, our bodies need certain amount of sugar uh, and not more than that okay. actually we eat much more with our head and mind and vision rather than what really our body needs it's very yeah? interesting okay Okay. So before we used to go to birthday party, and mm-hmm. I knew that my kids are going to have to deal with candies and cakes and so on, mm-hmm. I made sure that I give them apple juice or carrot juice or mixed carrot apple. Mm-hmm. Um, and after one glass, you don't want anything sweet. Mm-hmm. And you can exercise that and practice that because even if people would give them a whole plate of cake, mm-hmm. and I was like, hmm, I know my kids not going <laughs> to eat much. One bite, ooh, this is so sugary, it's so mm. creamy, it's so this, I don't want, they would leave it. And of course, I'm not going to run after them with it, to feed them the, mm. the cake. It's yeah. like, for me, don't touch the cake, thank okay. you. Yeah? Mm. Uh, so I've, I've been a vigilante, I've, I've been like a warrior yeah. with my kids, uh, but both of them, you know, without, without being the mother that says always no, mm-hmm. I just found a way to fill them up so they don't need. Okay. Uh, my son is, is almost nine, and he's so used to going with a snack bag mm-hmm. everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. And I always put in his head, you have to remember to be responsible for your own food and your own hunger, and not to expect anybody to think about you, to think of you before. Okay. So better when you go to a friend, instead of looking what they have in the fridge, you bring your own. And it became such a practice, he doesn't leave the house. He has a little papaya and he has a little watermelon and he has a little bit of popcorn and sometimes corn chips with a little bit of hummus. Or he'll have a norimaki for the road that he can eat. He can open his norimaki wow. anytime and have that. And he's almost nine. Now he, it's, it's like automatic thing. It's yeah. when you get the child used to this. Yeah? Yeah. Instead of, they never had a pacifier sucking on a plastic. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. or attachment to, to some toys or blanket or this or that for comfort, yes? Mm-hmm. Food has been the comfort. Food okay. has been supporting that need okay. or in a healthy way. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, okay. It, it, it does take work, right? Just, it does take kind of like... Because, yeah, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, 
parents have to kind of like because at the end of the day we are I mean yes, you guys yes. are the parents yes, yes, so yes. you are the one that pass on the education yes, and the yes, knowledge yeah. instead mm-hmm. of yeah. it's the same as teaching you right and wrong yeah. and don't get too close to the balcony or don't jump through the window yeah. I mean it's the same it, it's the, the same, same it's just part of but it, it all comes with um, again it's, it's a little bit of training and preparation mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's up to us. Mm-hmm. Same as a nonviolent communication, yeah? yeah. So, yeah. Okay. The way you communicate your ideas is what's important. Okay, that's beautiful. I mean, that's really very inspiring. <clears throat> okay, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about, um, because you mentioned earlier on, okay, so why do you think people think um, that, because you mentioned something about processed food, right? Being mass-produced yes, yes. is usually cheaper, yeah. right? For the canteen or the schools yes, because yes. it's cheaper. So, what what are your thoughts on that? Because people people would rather choose something that f- makes them full yeah. and cheaper rather than having something expensive and you know, it, people don't really think about that when they make choices about yeah. food, the food yeah, that they yeah, eat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if we go back to the idea mm-hmm. that our society is feeling itself on secondary food rather on primary foods Mm -hmm. and if we relate food to emotions and our behavior with food Mm -hmm. to our own mental emotional Mm -hmm. then we see that it's all it all starts at home Uh, when I when when I work with um, some with some people that are ex-alcoholic, uh, mostly alcoholics, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and they try to understand where's the addiction started. Yeah. The addiction started as kids. I always tell them, you have to blame your mother. It's not you. Seriously? And they're okay, now I know everything I do. My mother, it's good. Of course. Okay. If your mother, during her pregnancy, mm-hmm have eaten candies and sugar and ice cream and all that, it means that she was feeding the fetus already mm-hmm. with too much sugar. Okay. Creating the addiction there, okay. starting the addiction to the fetus. Okay. Then she gave birth. And of course, it was easier to buy ready-made stuff and processed food and cheap and, uh, and give you an ice cream and also to control you and tell you, if you sit here 15 minutes quietly, I'm going to buy you an ice cream. If you stay in the car, you'll get a candy. Mm -hmm. We're going to go all the way across town, yes, Mm -hmm. but if you behave nice in the car, you're going to get something sweet. So this already, we're starting to be preconditioned as a fetus, later on as children, Mm -hmm. we're preconditioned that if we're good, we're going to get something sweet. Okay. Something processed, something sweet, sweet, something like pizza or something that is fast. And mm. um, uh, So our first immediate gratifications tend towards food mm. and sweet and processed. Our, we are appreciated and we know that we're good because we were given an ice cream. Yeah. Yeah? And then it always connects to the feel-good the feel good moment. Mm-hmm. So my boyfriend left me. I really have to eat an ice cream. Okay. Okay. So it's the feel good, always to the feel good, instead of 
encouraging kids, if you stay 15 minutes and behave well, we're going to read a book together. We're going to do a puzzle together. We're going to take a walk on the beach. We're going to do this together. I'll have, if you give me this time, I'll give you that my time later. Yeah. Okay. So again, if this is primary food, mm-hmm. yeah? which is recognition, approval, appreciation, and time sharing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've been replacing it. So if you, and, and on a physical, biological, physical level, mm-hmm. if you started to train the fetus to receive a lot of sugar, and then as a young kid, we eat a lot of simple carbohydrates, sugary food, just calories and calories and calories, yeah? Mm-hmm. The body, our cells, develop an addiction to that sugar. Mm-hmm. And later on, the addiction just go bigger, not less. Mm-hmm. So you have to give it a more yin. If you look at Chinese medicine, yeah. you go yin and more yin, okay. it will be more yin. <laughs> okay. So after sugar comes the alcohol. Yes. Mm-hmm. Alco- after alcohol comes the drugs. Okay. So it's always like a new need. kick, a new a new kick, a new something that comes of so called more sugary. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. A bigger yin to fill this growing hole. Okay. Um, I, as a kid, I loved sweets. I was really addicted to sweets mm-hmm. because that's what I was giving mostly. Yeah? And of course, if I was good, and sometimes there were times that I refused to eat animal. Mm-hmm. And my mother, forgive me, mm-hmm. she, she was angry at me that I refused to eat the chicken or refused to eat what she made. Yeah. Um, she was also a very bad cook. But okay. anyway, I refused <laughs> to eat her food. Okay. My father was a great cook, but my mother not so much. Okay. Uh, so she would punish me and she'd say, no food for you. So the only thing that I had kept and I saved was chocolate. So I could go three days of chocolate. Okay. This is what I had. Or steal a fruit at night or something. And then later on as a teenager, I, when I was, I was studying ballet all these years, so I was a dancer. Mm-hmm. And then a teenager, I wanted to stay skinny. So I would live on fruit and eat again sugar, mm-hmm. sugar, 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 sugar. But later on, at 19, 20, when my friends were starting to experience with alcohol, I did not enjoy alcohol. I did not like the way it made me feel, Mm -hmm. but I still needed that sugar. I had that sugar craving. So what do you do? What do you do? Then I realized, yes, Mm -hmm. that from understanding and studying that I could feel that with complex carbohydrates. My God, if I eat, eat one time brown rice a day, I don't eat sweets. Sometimes days goes by. I don't eat a dessert. I didn't eat a dessert for a week. Really? Nothing. Okay. Why? Because I had all my complex complex carbohydrates. I had my juices that gave me those complex sugars and compl- all the things that my body needs. I had all those orange vegetables that give me the beta carotene to feed my spleen and my pancreas. And all of a sudden, I don't eat sweets. Okay. And I didn't even think about it. So what I do always with my consultation is mm-hmm. I don't tell people, don't, 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 don't. And okay. I say, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then if you have time for the others, you do the others. Mm-hmm. So then they come to me after one month and they say, my God, you know what? I had no meat. I had no dairy. I had no this. Wow. Yeah. What? Okay, it's fine. Please take the Okay. Um, okay. That's, um, I think it's more about... Um, changing the mindset, right? And kind of like raising the awareness in that sense. Yes. Because some, some people don't know what's what's happening and stuff. 
Okay, um, I'm going to touch a bit about, okay, because back back in Singapore, right, mm-hmm. um, we feel that, I mean, not we feel, maybe we had conversations and stuff like that. Do you feel that, do you think that um, living as a vegan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is um, an expensive lifestyle? Mm-hmm. I mean, because, I don't know, because... I mean, I mean, I'm talking personally, and in, in Singapore, mm-hmm. the food in Singapore for vegans are yes, a bit expensive. expensive. Yeah. Yes, yes, so, yes. is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's why people are kind of like, um, you know, swaying to the direction mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. whatever is convenient or whatever mm-hmm. is that's what people will usually choose, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, what is your? I mean, what's your advice or thoughts on on things on that? So, I think there are a lot of possibilities to find maybe uh, you know different places where you can have more farm vegetables like mm-hmm. organic. Um, and if, if you start eating uh, healthy and clean, again, not just vegan, okay. and you introduce whole grains into your diet, like the quinoa and brown rice mm-hmm. and other grains, yeah? um, buckwheat and barley and millet. And so you, f- you understand that you actually get full on that, plus then you're adding these vegetables. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need much. Okay. So... When it starts to be expensive, it's when you're starting to buy all those replacements, alternatives. Mm -hmm. And because those alternatives uh, have a packaging and have a big company behind them, and that's already, yeah, it costs. But getting basic ingredients like beans, grains, beans, vegetables, Mm -hmm. um, it's it's not so expensive. Another thing is that you have to look at the total bill. Because when you eat clean, Mm -hmm. you don't need supplements. I don't take any supplements, rarely, rarely. Oh. Only if I feel like a period that I don't eat much or I'm high stress or something, mm-hmm. but I don't take any supplements. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, never took a calcium pill because I drink green juices and I have you know, nails and mm-hmm. teeth and stuff and hair. And <laughs> okay. you, I, I, I don't need that because I have everything in the food. So I don't need the supplements. Knock on wood, I rarely see a doctor. Okay. Yeah? Um, most of the time I'm healthy, so I don't need to stay at home and not work, mm-hmm. which is also costly. Yeah. Um, so you have to look at the total, yeah, because being sick is very expensive. Because when we get sick, we spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just to seek yeah. health again. Yeah. Uh, and we know uh, health in, in Singapore is very anywhere, but... In Singapore, it's very expensive. Yeah. Uh, and anywhere, when you get sick and you have to stay at home for days. Yeah, that's true. So this is something to look at. You have to look at the total, yeah? Mm. The bigger picture. Yes, again, okay. the microbiotic way. Okay, yeah? <laughs> that's right. The bigger picture okay. and understanding, okay. yeah? Mm. That if I am in tune with the universe, I am in tune with nature, I understand the whole picture and I'm in respect to all living beings, yeah, mm-hmm. I get back because the universe gives me back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah? Uh, the universe assimilates me as not as, as, as a something that will, is attacking it, but something that is in harmony with it. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I have a longevity. Mm-hmm. I have healthier mind, healthier relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can be my own doctor. Mm-hmm. Almost I can be my own doctor. Yes, if I broke my arm, God forbid, I'm, I'm going to go to the hospital yeah. to fix it. Mm. But even that, you have to understand. Why did I break my arm? What really happened there? 
that okay. brought me to that specific moment because nothing is a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And why wasn't I balanced in my way that I tripped over or I fell or I did that or that? Mm. Yeah? What brought me to that? And when I do consultations with people and we look at, uh, first of all, I ask them for the date of birth and, and I, I do a chart for them to understand the element and how different uh, things in their life that happened to them happened in those specific years when they were in the witness points. Yeah? Okay, interesting. Okay. It's, it's really understanding because, yeah, it's fascinating everything, how it's all come to the same one big picture. Okay. <laughs> because you mentioned that you started businesses at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Have you always been very intrigued with business or are you, you know, is business being, doing business something that you've always wanted to do? Because right now you're like, well, you've I wanted to be, it's not that the business drew me, what drew me is the creation. Okay. And actually, uh, this, I, I was never that good with accounting. I was never so good with, you know, uh, but... I always, some people actually thought, oh, she's taking many major risks. She's building a restaurant without money. Okay. She's doing this without having any funds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people that are around me look at me and they say, oh, my God, this is a formula for failure. Mm -hmm. But the passion drove me. Okay. The passion and the creation and to move forward, to do more, to, to provide more jobs, to provide a better menu, better, help, better this, and, and more and more and more. And I think that was uh, the main thing. It wasn't the business, okay. which actually, even today where I am, I, let me just create, if anybody hears me out there <laughs> and want to leave me the creative, please, I can, because ideas and creation and it's... it's comes all the time yeah? okay so um, the business part of it I'm not enjoying dealing with the customer with taxes okay. and government ruling mm. and no no I'm not enjoying that at okay. all okay <laughs> so okay so what drives you is actually the the, the, the creation the creation and the passion behind what you actually want to kind yes. of like spread the message yes, and yes, awareness yes. Yeah, yeah. okay so what's um, so you find when you are driven to the max, mm -hmm. you find ways to break through any barriers, yeah? And people love passion, mm -hmm. and when, when it's contagious, yeah? Mm -hmm. When you say, you really have to try this, this is so good. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to try this yeah. because it's so good, yeah? And if there is truth behind it, then you can sell. Mm. Uh, if I told them, look, my hummus, my falafel is so great, try it. And they tried it and loved it. They'll come back again. Mm. Uh, and, and of course, in the last few years that it become trendy also. Mm -hmm. Veganism or to be healthy, become trendy. Um, yeah, there were more and more customers. More and more people wanted to try. Mm. And... Um, they felt good after that, yeah? yeah. And, and people understand also uh, what does it mean to feel good now, yeah? With yeah. healthier, cleaner food. And, yeah. and I think also the conscious with animals, yeah. it's more and more growing also. So I, I, I don't have to, like... But I tell you something. When I started the vegan festival, mm -hmm. the first year when I did the vegan festival, because this is going to be the fifth year now. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about five years ago, where... It's just, it was kind of the start of the world waking up. Mm -hmm. Yeah? 
I took money that I saved for my kids' school mm -hmm. for 10 years, and I created a festival with that. And I gave everything for free. Okay. Only, no, just the food was for sale. Mm -hmm. Of course, in the, end of the, in the end of the day, it was minus $16,000. Okay. But I was happy because people happy, were happy. Mm -hmm. They enjoyed. They came. They say how great it was. It, it was and when is the next time? Mm -hmm. And then the second time, I sold tickets. So I was able to break even. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the third one, same. For last, last year, mm -hmm. it was a great again mm -hmm. because there were two of them. There were Ubud and, and Changu. Changu. Yep. So, of course, it costs more. Mm -hmm. So, again, we didn't cover ourselves, but hopefully this year would be... And I hopefully somebody will come and sponsor and help mm -hmm. us because sponsorship is an issue. Yeah, I, I need sponsors to help me make it. Too. Okay. I mean, okay, sorry. Sponsorship, uh, do, can, do you accept outside sponsorship or just you can only accept local well, sponsorship? Well, I expect anything. Anybody okay. who wants to make it happen. Okay, <laughs> cool. Okay. okay. For sure. <laughs> yeah, we just want to make it happen. Okay. That's okay. about it because it is... Uh, it's not only fun, uh, it's educating, mm -hmm. it's bring people together, it's a celebration. People need to celebrate life. Yeah, yeah and you're indirectly kind, kind of like spreading awareness in a bigger... That's what it is, to spread scale. the message. Yeah. It's the most important thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to come close to that. I wanted to um, ask you something. What's next? Yeah. What's next for you? I mean, you've created so many businesses, yeah. right? I mean, under downtown, uh, sorry, down to earth yeah, Bali, to earth, right? Yeah. So, what's next for you? So, I have a few projects that I have to finish. Mm -hmm. uh, number one, uh, which is a Changu, our Changu village, okay. uh, where we did the festival last year, mm -hmm. which I like to see again. Uh, um, I'm creating a, something that is a family, family oriented type mm -hmm. of um, restaurant. Grounds. Okay, edits, edits. Yes. Okay. <coughs> so of course there will be the Earth Cafe uh, menu with mm -hmm. our best items, but also going to be a vegan grill. Okay. Uh, which is, again, it's something that not, not out there, and to have a vegan grill with a DJ and you know kids can run around and all that. So it's again creating something that is celebration. Mm -hmm. Celebra I love celebration. Yeah. I love. I, I, I can tell. I think you're I, such I just a want to bring, bring, to to bring people together yeah. and celebrate life. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is that. Um, I have the factory that I've been building for four years now okay. in Changu. It's a huge factory, uh, food factory, mm -hmm. and I love to find uh, investors to bring it to the next level because mm -hmm. we are producing product constantly, mm -hmm. and I like to see all our product in the supermarkets. Mm -hmm. um, I like to have and create another paradiso here in Seminyak, which we started the renovation. Okay. So, at now at fifty three. Mm -hmm. um, I am not ready to retire, but I'm ready to let go of the business in order to be creative, more, to teach, yeah. to write books, uh, definitely to speak in front of people mm -hmm. and bring more people to understanding. And I think I can do much more than not, yeah, okay. than doing the daily running of micromanagement of my company. Yeah? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right now, currently, you're the only one that's running a uh, company, you're the only owner with yes. other, okay. Okay, well, it must be very... Um, so, um, of course, I have 250 staff members yeah. and 
Uh, I have a new man in my life that helps me, mm-hmm. you know, quit his job to join me and became vegan overnight. Wow, you know? okay. So okay. that was uh, <laughs> that is okay. impressive. But uh, yeah, so you okay. can find love in every age. <laughs> That's right. That's true. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know everyone has bad days, but how do you get through your bad day? So since I'm human, I also have bad days and I definitely react the same. I'm depressed, I'm down, I'm not happy, da da da. Ah, why me? Why now? It's it's the same thing. But then it's either you deep, uh, dig a bigger hole mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. get under the covers yeah. and don't come out of it. Or you said, okay, so how do I deal with this? What do I do about it? How do I get through this? Mm-hmm. Because tomorrow the sun is going to come out again. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's going back to basics. Okay. It's really, really going back to basics, if I, especially if I have those tormented days. I will try to eat very, very, very simple okay. uh, so I can produce serotonin mm-hmm. to calm me down. Um, I'll eat a good miso soup. Um, again, my green juice is just like you know, my religion. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, brown rice with pumpkin and s- just sweet vegetables that create serotonin in the brain. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and, and just tell myself that things are going to be better tomorrow, next day. Okay. Um, I think this is, this is a, we have to get through things, yeah? We have to. And, yeah. and try to change, listen to our bodies more. Um, and you know what the one thing that really really helps mm-hmm. when you're feeling bad about yourself to concentrate on somebody else's problems okay okay <laughs> <laughs> to think that they are actually just be grateful to what you got mm-hmm. yeah because there are other people in the world that suffering much much more yeah. and if we think about the suffering outside it's like you really have no right to complain mm-hmm. you know? yeah, that's true Yes. Okay. Be grateful. Be grateful. For, I think saying thanks, it really brings it back again into your mind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what I've got. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my life. Thank you for giving me this food on the plate mm-hmm. and the sunshine and the clothes on my... Just being grateful. Just be grateful. Yes. Okay. What's something most people don't know about you that you're really proud of? Ah, I would think people that I'm really proud of. Hmm. I'm still a dancer. Okay, wow. So yes. a dancer? So what I kind of dance do you... Ballet. Oh! Yeah, I still do ballet. I okay. try to do a daily. Okay. Uh, first thing in the morning, I take a ballet class. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, for me, that's my meditation. Okay. And uh, so... I can I can think I'm a good dancer. Okay, this is okay. Maybe one day you have you have you taken like a, have you taken like videos and stuff of you yourself dancing? Yeah, I I know. Know. okay. Maybe there, we yes. could like share with us a few, then we can put it out. But that's interesting. Okay, um, wh- what is your most humbling experience? Hmm, the most humbling experience. Um, I think that. I wouldn't say just one, but I said a life period, a life le- le- lesson. Coming from the West, um, I think that in general, Westerners or coming from a Western country, 
we have um, a way to deal with things that is very different than the Asian way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're much more cr- expressive, we're much more emotional. Uh, when things go wrong, we just verbalize it very loud. Um, we have some sort of a sense of entitlement and that we can fix things like the mm-hmm. way we want and of course freedom of speech and anyway. Coming from the West to a Muslim country, it's very different experience. Okay. You have to start the conversation by forgive me if I've wronged you. Okay. This is a very humbling experience. To understand that your emotional and mental and demanding and entitlement and whatever it is is not gonna work here. Okay. <laughs> you really have to calm down your emotion. Okay. Be somebody else, really. Hold on everything in order to get something mm-hmm. and to get respect, to even earn respect of people. Mm-hmm. Somehow, if you go in a Western country and if you bang on a table and you scream, everybody's going to pay attention to you mm-hmm. and they want to come and calm you down. But here, they're going to kick you out. Yeah? <laughs> so, it's r- you really, if you want anybody's attention or respect here, you really have to monitor yourself down mm-hmm. yeah uh so for me that was huge okay. huge yeah um, coming again mediterranean mm-hmm. and it's like this is how we change the government so those things do not work here mm. so i've learned that okay. and that was humbling um okay. even in t- even interaction with the landlord which have said, my roof is broken and can you fix it? And he would say, it's your roof, but it's your house. No, you rented it, you pay for it. And then it would get me really, really Mm. angry, but it's your roof. And he says like, okay, I don't really care. Okay. So I had to learn how to understand that and how to to behave here. Okay. Okay, that must be hard because trying to figure out like how to kind of like kind of like okay get accustomed to how people work and yeah being a woman here. female entrepreneur yes, businesswoman yes, yes. how mm-hmm. is that especially in like an asian country which is they're pretty conventional so i can tell you that i was <laughs> not treated with respect for a very very long time okay to a point where i thought okay maybe if i look older that will help okay <laughs> <laughs> but did that yes. <laughs> okay, what do I do to earn respect here? Mm-hmm. So I had to, okay, maybe I change a little bit the way I dress so I don't look like a freak. Or maybe I don't show my tattoo. Or maybe I know mm-hmm. I have to like really be. Um, so I've learned a way to act and behave. And of course, learning the language was super important. Mm-hmm. Still accepting a lot of uh, skeptics mm-hmm. and disrespect. But I've tried to learn the culture a lot so they'll understand, they will respect me because I'm respecting. Mm-hmm. Um, many times landlords even say, we have to put here the pura and, and, and you know, you cannot build here. And so. I've learned beforehand where the poor should be. Mm-hmm. So I come with respect. Mm-hmm. And I think when you give respect, you get back. Um, okay. 
I think I think this is this is uh, the evolution. Yes, it, it's been a challenge, you know, because mm -hmm. I haven't started yesterday or today when people are looking at women yeah. differently. Uh, but when I've started, of course, I've had a lot of people treating me in a bad way, mm -hmm. and that was. But I've treated differently. Yeah, okay. I've learned how to do that. If um, and I remember the first restaurant that I opened, I had a sarong shop next to me. Okay. Of course, different religion, mine as well, mm -hmm. uh, and he did not like me, period, mm -hmm. for no reason at all. It started with breaking my windows and, you know, slowly different things. Wow. And every time I retaliated with food. So the first time when they broke my window, I sent them a plate of food. Mm -hmm. He was like, what, she's crazy <laughs> or what? So they tried again. They kicked my bike and my, my helmet. I send a bigger plate and then when they yelled at my staff or whatever they did another thing is I send another plate of food okay and they started laughing so no matter what she's gonna <laughs> give us food yeah <laughs> so they invited me actually to sit with them to the first the third plate that I've sent okay. and then we sent together and with no words we just cut a piece of pita bread and you know wipe the plate and 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 I was like, yeah, see, like, I enjoy. And like, okay. let's enjoy food together. I don't understand why you're angry. So I'm just, and he said, when, when actually, when he left the sarong shop, mm -hmm. he called the landlord and he said, this girl, she should have my shop. Oh. And this is how I moved from my very, very small restaurant okay. to a much bigger one mm -hmm. because of a piece. Wow. Okay, yeah. my, my, my hands. <laughs> My hair is raised. Okay, wow, that's wow. It's it's you know the expression "kill them with love." Yeah, kill them with <laughs> kindness, <laughs> right? Kill, kill them with kindness, kill yes, them with love, yes, right? Okay, yes. wow, okay, so. okay. I mean, wow, okay. I, I mean, then because back then, because right now, past two three years, I mean, there's oh. women empowerment and stuff. But it must be really tough for you to start a business back like fifth what um then i started here yeah. 20 years ago yeah 20 years ago yeah, yeah. wow you've i mean yeah well and i of course i started earlier because yeah. at my first restaurant i opened at yeah. 19 mm. so that's uh, 34 years ago yeah, yeah? so which been very difficult i opened it in, back then in tel aviv okay. and yes but okay what advice would you say i mean what what advice would you share to that young female entrepreneur sorry, yes. female follow your passion mm -hmm. Do only thing that you love. Mm -hmm. Don't do something that you don't believe in. Don't work for a company you don't believe in their principles. Mm -hmm. uh, follow your dreams. Okay. Don't give up your dreams. Yeah. Yeah, but it's always like sometimes people always feel that it's always they would say that it's e it's always easier said than to follow your dreams, right? Because sometimes you got to make ends meet and stuff yes, like that, yes, right? Yes, so. Yes. Yeah, how, how, what would you... No matter what gets you there, mm -hmm. yeah? Uh, it, it, let's say if you're, let's say, a singer, mm -hmm. yeah? And this is your passion and you're saying, in my, I want to be... It's not that I want to be a superstar and I want to buy myself everything I want. Mm -hmm. No, that's not about that. But I want to sing and I want to share my voice with the world because the universe listens, yeah? The, the universe gives back when the universe recognizes the talent, when it recognizes that there is something in there. I mean, if you look at superstars and big singers, and they got there not because they're 
slept their way through, mm. yeah, or they did something. It's because they really have a talent. Yeah. And that's why they have charisma, they have talent. So if you believe that you have charisma and talent, follow it. Even if you have to serve tables or clean whatever, mm -hmm. but you continue to put yourself out there and in the end you'll be discovered. Mm -hmm. You have to, for many, many years, my restaurants were not supporting me financially. Okay. I was teaching yoga, I was teaching aqua gym, I was teaching dance, I was consultation, cooking for people privately in order to be able, because I did not take salary for my business mm -hmm. for a very long time. Okay. And people think, oh, this is a great successful restaurant, but they didn't <laughs> know that the owner has no salary. Okay. Yeah? And I continued mm -hmm. and continued. And I never gave up, yeah? And even now that it's not a great time, um, financially mm -hmm. because of the building and the expansion and the factory and licensing and so on and taxes and blah, blah, blah. so it's not a great time financially but still I don't give up mm -hmm. and say what, what to, to give up then then what mm -hmm. what's next yeah yeah so because this is what I I know how to do and yeah. this is what I do best yeah and also you always have to remember or think about not to remember but think about that in order to succeed at something that you do, it has to be something that contributes to the world mm -hmm. somehow. Yeah? Uh, because only you have that uniqueness mm -hmm. yeah, to, to contribute to you. Yeah. Yeah? And so if, if you're thinking about, oh, I want to be rich and I want to have the diamond ring and I, I want to have that and I want to have that and blah, blah, blah. Maybe you could if you actually do something mm -hmm. for it and yeah. it's really, yeah. But when you do something for the universe, for people, for the goodness of all, I think it's, it, it, it works faster. Okay. That's what I believe. Okay. <laughs> that being said, what is your very own definition of legacy? Your own le definition of legacy. Mm -hmm. Definition of legacy. Yeah, your, your definition. Okay, so to create something, when you leave something, so actually legacy is something that you have when you pass, when you're gone. Yeah. Mm. Like, what do we leave in this world? Yeah. But for you, yeah. what, what is your definition of legacy? My definition of legacy. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's to be able to be remembered, mm -hmm. to be remembered as someone who made a change, as somebody who contributed to other people's lives mm -hmm. and in that action manage to support, create, nourish, give something good to okay. others. Okay, that's your definition. That is beautiful. Mm. Thank you. Okay. Um, gonna have some. We're gonna do like five questions. Okay, mm -hmm. This is the fun bit. Okay, yeah. we are we okay. know the serious. I mean, uh, serious bit. But this mm -hmm. is the fun bit. So five seconds. I've got five questions in five seconds. Okay, mm -hmm. at this current moment, mm -hmm. okay, what is the first thought? What is the craziest thing that you like to do? The first thing that pops up. The craziest, craziest thing I like to do. Yeah. I like to jump out of a plane. Seriously, like I want to do parachuting. Yes. Have you done it though? Not yet, but I want to. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you should do it soon. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Um, has it been very long on your mind? Has it been on your mind for a very long time? 
accident? Yes, because my father was a parachuter oh. and um, I saw him when I was little and I always wanted to jump out of a plane. Okay, well, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was really scared, but I want to do it. Okay. <laughs> when you do it, let us know. Then we can okay. like, cheer you on. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Um, if there was an elephant in your backyard, what would you do? Oh, I'll be so happy. Oh, God, I'll kiss it all day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, elephant, yeah. yes. Please, <laughs> send it over. <laughs> I hope he's happy in my backyard and doesn't want to go back to nature. <laughs> okay. Mm, if you had one wish, what would it be? One wish. World peace. Mm. There are not going to be any war and people would love each other and stop killing each other. Mm. And Oh, that's yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, if you were a salad dressing, do you do do you do salad dressings? Yes, right. As in yes, yes. Okay. If you were salad dressing, what would you be and why? So I'm. I love tahina. Tahini. Ta tahini. Okay. Yes. Tahini. And I'll put okay. it on top of everything. Seriously. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think it's the best salad dressing ever. Do you make your own tahini? Yeah. Okay. So we grind our sesame seeds with mm -hmm. the stone and, and then put the garlic and the lemon and the water and then make it. So I think tahini dressing is the best. Okay, so that <laughs> is your... That's the yes. Okay. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Ah, superpower. I think definitely flying. Flying, okay. Yes. Okay, flying. because that I is really the, the parachuting I want to be... In the skies. Because like in my best dreams, mm -hmm. I'm an eagle. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I can see everything and everywhere, so this is what to fly you know, all over. Okay. Without a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Without luggage. <laughs> That's true. The freedom of the freedom of flight, right? Yes. Okay. Um, we're gonna end um, ending ready, but I wanted to ask you, how can we? Uh, where can we support you? Like online. Do you have an Instagram, Facebook, or purely yeah, down all to? Yeah, everywhere. Okay. So it's uh, down to. Earth value, down right? to earth but you uh, can also go on Paradiso can also go on Zula Earth Cafe I mean mm. we have a lot of websites a lot of Instagrams a lot of okay so yeah. everything is on the okay mm -hmm. cool. okay um, and I would love to come to Singapore to teach or talk or something please if you organize I come okay we will yes. we will keep that in mind because we've got a few things going on yes cooking classes also consultations I love to do that yeah. okay yes. but you're gonna you're gonna leave this place it's okay, it's two hours flight. <laughs> That's it's right. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Thank yeah. you so much, Leah. I mean, I mean, I think we could sit down here and take for, talk for a few more hours, but I think our um, our media is all like uh, running out. But okay. you're such an inspiration person. I mean, I truly appreciate <laughs> it. I mean, the conversations and the things that you actually feel that you kind of connected with the universe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful thing, and not a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. So yeah. I'm very blessed to have. Sit down today Thank and you. have this conversation with you. I Thank truly you. appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Too. Thank you. <laughs>